0: Hey everyone. Um I should like to call this um episode It's Never the End. Um, I've been on this um sort of healing path, sort of taken off the main road now for the last what I don't know eighteen years and um And I've seen a lot and I've been given a lot of information. and, um, And, you know, my journey has been about basically leaving prison, right? And I had no idea I'd been sexually abused and sent out to be sexually abused. I didn't know I was owned by evil, blah, blah, blah. And only recently I came, you know, I was able to fully face it. You know, after a long time, the terror was so huge, and you know, once I'd gone through what was really the most difficult ceremony, where I might as well have just died, I thought, well, that's it. You know, I'm done. I can go back to just, you know, flipping burgers, and working at McDonald's. Um, and I, you know, I usually sat every day in ceremonies, and I. When I got back, I really couldn't sit. I think I was healing from this sort of, it's almost like this whole chunk of you is like taken out. Like I think of it like an elephant on a trampoline. You know, it's like you, you, you are the trampoline, the, the divinity, the, the light, the energy. And then this sort of huge elephant like drops into it and kind of takes over. I think about Einstein, you know, they have those curvatures in space because there's something pressing down on it. And so once that's removed, you imagine the elephant on a trampoline. It's like, oh, you just go back to being, you know, a flat surface, right? You're no longer in that curved state. That thing isn't weighing down on you. So I was literally like a mouse under the foot of an elephant. My whole life, I was owned by evil, and and I didn't know it, and it was done very surreptitiously. And I had to eventually end up with the ayahuasca um, to even see it, to be unblinded, to actually face it, and to see it was my own father that did it. And a huge chunk of evil. So just to, you know, face it down has been a lifetime on them for itself, like I'm 60 years old. It feels like for the last 20 years, I've just been taken off the road. When I say road, I'm talking about the life of normal people, like, you know, this reality. I've been taken out of this reality and into another one, to... Um, uh... yeah I just i got car- i had to um, i had to take care of something anyway um, yeah so i got Is that my thing my microphone fell yeah so i was taken off the main road um, a while back 20 years back after a horrific divorce etc and have been on this sort of slow melt path into this other dimension and, you know, the realization that I'd been, you know, abused, and sounds to be abused and all that stuff has, has been pretty awful. To actually face it has been insane. Um, but it doesn't end, again, I thought, well, but just a trampoline goes back into shape, right? So if something drops on something, a membrane, of, of malleable membrane, well, the membrane just pops back into place and then you're done, you're kind of back. but it doesn't end like that I thought it was but it's like I, now I can sit in ceremony again and I can feel something new awakening or beginning to and I don't know what it is I think one of the um, the things about trauma or being captured by the dark is that it had a massive ego and one of its traits was it mocked I can even hear it was the other day it was like It mocks the light. It mocks the ayahuasca. Um, And it has a ton of ego. And false, you know, weak strength. It pretends it's struts, but it's actually, it's the strut of emptiness, really. There's no love there. So, once you sort of, have surrendered and this is a very difficult thing by the way surrendering to a plant to something that I I never understood you build a relationship with the plant and more and more it's like I you know I'm basically at the feet of this incredible divinity and you know she said don't underestimate my power and absolutely right Um, it's huge. And I think one of the things that when you, if you have, if you're on the journey with the ayahuasca is, you are pummeled. I mean, I feel like a grain of sand. I have no power. And I mean no power insofar as that I can't build a person against it. You know, like this thing... That was built, that was just, you know, like a Molotov cocktail, was packed with evil and darkness, was always going against it. It was a battle. So, all this abuse and everything I shut down, I blacked out, I blinded to, and this darkness took over, it lived in me as an energy. I was its prisoner until I was willing to see what had happened. It lived in the dark with no light. I mean, I think his funeral was spectacular in the incredible difference between the shrunk coffin in the back of this hearse, and all, all of us in the car, on the, on the back, you know, in another car in the back of this hearse, all in black and silence. And it was no light or life or anything. And then outside the car, on the highway were just, you know, beeping car, honking cars with people in bikinis and surfboards and just life was rejoicing. Life was rejoicing. It wasn't that he was dead. It was the fact that he had basically put a dungeon around all of us of no light, of no love. I think that really is a beautiful metaphor. And it was very apparent to me as I sat in the back of that car, just squished in the middle of my siblings, everybody's in black, and looking at that ridiculous hearse with that tiny coffin and the whole kind of nothingness. There wasn't crying because of someone had passed that you'd loved. All I kept thinking was this guy was like this, was really no one. He was only a monster in our life. Not in anybody else's life. He didn't exist. He only existed as a a monster in ours, right? And outside, the world was just this magnificent, roaring life of people and cars and sunshine and beach and the smell of suntan lotion and barbecues and just life frothing in this insanely abundant way. And here we are all squashed into this car and this kind of like silence and this tiny coffin in this house in front of us is like, this guy was nothing. It was like, it was all an illusion. It was all his darkness that smothered us. Right. And so, and a tri- it was all a trick and a curse and what, anyway, so one of the things is that, you know, I was taken off the road after a horrific divorce and slowly got, you know, sort of deeper and deeper. It was really pulled back, you know, I think, call it the rescue team of the Navy SEALs, to finally face this evil. Yeah, and, you know, 18 years later, here I am, in a ceremony, feeling like roadkill, and finally seeing what he did. Like, you know, he was just, the trick was, his trick was up. You can't have ownership if you see truth. That's the thing about anything, right? If you're lulled into a trick or lulled into darkness... And your tri- it's a trick. Uh, you, you live there as a prisoner, and you don't question it. And you're, you know, what's holding you there is not love, it's terror. I didn't shed a tear for his death. It was just like, the first thing I thought when I heard his death was like, fuck, I better put together a speech. It was like the speech, per- the PR person to make this guy feel good. I mean, he's fucking dead, who cares? But, and the speech was very noteworthy, Oscar-worthy. I mean, literally the whole church you know, stood up and applauded. It was the biggest heap of shit. And my cousin came afterwards. It was fantastic afterwards. I mean, I was again in complete darkness, I had no idea of any of this. And said to me, That was a crock of shit, Maria. I was like, oh, God. Anyway, so that's how imprisoned and you know, captive I was of this evil. And darkness. It doesn't mean we don't all carry it, doesn't you know, we all there is the possibility of every moment of light or dark. It depends what choice you make. So having finally, after 18 years, had the courage to finally, only because the ayahuasca had come with just so much love, so many guides, so much information. Like I could finally face it because I knew I had a family, right? So one of the things about facing it is like, fuck, I'm an orphan. There's no... Um, It's not just a collapse of him, it's a collapse of everything that was there with him. Mother, siblings, the whole thing. And you're no longer hostage of it. You can't abide by the narrative of it. And everybody else has been sculpted by that narrative. So there's no no place to live there. There was no love, there is no love. There's nothing to go back to. And she showed me in the ceremony, like just a bonfire, like burn the past, like huge, roaring bonfire, like there's nothing, nothing there anymore. So there's a feeling when you, I thought, okay, well, I'm done. And, you know, I'm ready just to naturally sort of get back into shape. In other words, you know, from having a trampoline with an elephant, it's just going to, the elephant's been removed. Now I can just have this flat um, trampoline. And I'm just going to naturally just but, you know, your connection to the ayahuasca doesn't go away. And I yearned for her. I yearned for that divine connection. I felt lost not being in ceremony. And also, it's very difficult, you know, if you've just left this whole city that you've been living in, I call it a prison for 60 years. It's like it's all gone. It's like, you know, you've left Zombie Island. And, you know, my biggest connection was to the ayahuasca. I didn't just give up my connection to the ayahuasca. I mean, it was, you know, my family for five years. I mean, I, it brought me everything I needed to be able to tear down this evil that held me hostage. So... As I begin to sit, and I like, I needed to have this grounding and anchoring again. So something else is beginning to grow. The connection to the ayahuasca is even bigger because before she was trying to get through to me through the prison, the, the dungeon keeper. Like you know, the dungeon keeper was always fighting with her to connect with me, and right? the dungeon keeper being the darkness or the evil that was within me that you know stemmed from him. And now that power has basically been eradicated, so there's a just, a, it's almost like a rebuilding or a reconnecting of yourself with light, right, it's a reconnection. And it's all nature, nature, it's just, we're all nature, nature's more powerful than everything and anything, it's, again, building black holes, squirrels, you know, sea fish, I mean, you know, breath, oxygen, I mean, it's just, it's building everything, even the darkness, it's nature, right? So. There's even more surrender now. It's like, okay. So what's interesting is before in the ceremonies, thinking is, is a barrier. You know, we have thoughts. I, I, you build a whole defense mechanism with thoughts. I mean, my whole... That's one of the great things about meditation is like the thoughts, you know, actually begin to see them and dissolve them. Um, now it's almost there are hardly any thoughts, so the connection is very direct. There are echoes like of the darkness, you know, I can hear the mockery somewhere in the background, but it's now more like radiation in the background versus the actual, it being the forefront. So there's a, there's a weaving going on, there's a, there's a connecting now directly with the medicine. And I don't know, you know, where that's going, but there's a sort of a new building, it's like the new shoots in the ground, there's now another path. And, and it's directly connected to the medicine. Again, I have no idea where it's going or uh, why. Or, I just, I'm going to continue to sit because the more you surrender, there's even more opening, right? And what you're opening to ultimately is just to nature and to consciousness. And, you know, again, no one has a monopoly on this. We're just apes, Right? it doesn't matter what funny outfits you wear or what you say, or even the fuck I'm saying. It's just my experience, right? Nature rules everything. There's nothing really I can do to fight it. I don't, I mean, first of all, I don't want to. I want to be part of, you know, part of its mechanism. And it's the mothership. It's the everything. It's um. Uh, it's everything, and yeah. It's it's just this journey has been. It's insane into the unknown. I mean, I keep going into the unknown. So. You know, I was tricked by evil, which is a parent early on, and became its prisoner. You know, I suffered enormously. I suffered the abuse of the child, I suffered the lovelessness, I suffered the loss of my... I just suffered, like, endlessly, until I got a break, and, the, you know, somehow some light showed up and started this journey. So, there's a Japanese koan that says, you know, what was my original face before my mother and father was born, which I, I used a lot when I was meditating. I didn't, I didn't know what that is, I do not know, because I was captured early on and so severely that I never really, I don't know what that looks like. And does it even look like anything, I don't know. So in this dissolution, and this removal of darkness and, you know, your light showing up or your truth or your alignment with the universe, um, there's even more surrender into the unknown it's like I, I left home a long time ago and forgot that I left home or something it's interesting because the first thing I wrote a small little book, called, it's called Walking Home and home is a reconnection to this massive thing that's happening I don't, you're part of this whole pulsating thing It's like you're in, you're reconnected. In trauma, you're disconnected from divinity, from love, from light, from abundance, from all this stuff. In the dark, you're just snapped off. It's like an icicle, right? It just snaps off. And so, you know, whilst I merrily thought, well, I'm done, you know, it's like, okay, I've spent 18 years, I don't know how many years, of being excavated from the dark, I was like a fossil inside, you know, a frozen piece of volcanic rock, it was, you know, everything was dissolved, and I was extricated, I even saw myself, you know, on this rubble, it's like, you know, 9-11 rubble, as a child, just sitting there in the rubble, like, she got me out. I survived all the bombing and all the, she got me out, right, the great mother. She explicated my child. And now I think there's sort of a, a reconnection to an alignment with what is. I don't know what that looks like. It's. To me, it's. I've never known because I was a prisoner to start out with, so I didn't know what it's like to live in kindness and love and light and people that care and I suspect that this next piece is about that, is about again, I, I don't know, I'm just you know, speculating that you know the reconnection, or the rewiring is with the whole thing you know, the reconnection with this whole thing. I mean, I still get to die, I still get to, you know Do what the world does, which is create, destroy, destroy, create, whatever. But it was insane to me to think that I had no idea I was owned by the dark. I had no idea I'd been so I had no I was so blinded, so terrified, so used, and so recruited and connected to the dark, owned by it, and constantly trying to authorize it and legitimize it and make it nice when it was just rotten to the core poison so I don't know what the next phase is but it's another phase of opening so it seems like this stuff or life as you see it it never ends it's always in a state of relentless opening and surrender. It's almost like I trusted, you know, you know, it's like there's, so first of all, if you're trapped in darkness, you, you build a bond, If especially if it's early on, you build a bond with it, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, or, and I was protecting it and being loyal to it when it had abused and used me in the most horrific way, and I was willing to be loyal to it and disloyal to my own divinity. I was willing to abandon my divinity and become loyal to the dark, which is why it was so difficult to tear out. And um, that loyalty was broken once I fully was able to acknowledge and you know, of course I had to have tons of love from the universe to actually even let me get there. That was all gone. I finally saw, oh my god, it's it's a monster, it's not anything. It tricked me and used me and whatever. But again, I've never known myself outside the prison. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it is to make a a choice from my soul and my heart and from truth. So that I think will I suspect is part of this next phase as i continue to reconnect to that divinity or whatever just life in this loving way and i don't know why i had to undergo any of this or but it was for something i mean it was pretty substantial again one of the things that you recognize is you're humbled, you know, so being a recruit of the dog, I was sort of bombastically, you know, ego-driven, right? It was within me, like, you know, and now it's like I feel I was just been blown up and I'm just like a grain of sand. I just, you know, it's, I, 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 I don't have any power. I mean, I have, connection to divinity, but that into itself is a massive, majestic, infinite thing that's more powerful than God knows, right? And in that surrender, there's a connection to the heart. You don't have to have a protected heart when there's love, right? You don't need enormous amounts of like Russian defense mechanisms and steel and story and ego and look at me, when you know that you love for, for what you are. I suppose that's it really. Um, so that's a whole new allegiance and growth and path and journey as, you know, it's like a tapestry Is I'm re-woven back into nature, right? It's like after somebody does an operation they have to sew you back together. After they've taken out the big poisonous cancer they have to sew you back together, right? You know, it's one thing living with cancer and one thing with living without it. It's one thing living with the massive trauma that takes up your whole energetic space. And then, and it's all you've known. And then there's like, it's gone. And you know where where's the connection to now? Well, The connection is to to this divinity, and to familiarize yourself with being aligned with yours. I've never known what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like. So it's a new, growing. It's a new. Place of being. And, and, um, yeah, it's even more humbling in a way. I mean, I think sitting in these ceremonies, watching this battle between the ayahuasca and the dark was one thing. And now it's like I'm completely aligned with the medicine. And that means I have no more power. I mean, it means that I can't, there's no mechanism to invent a person, or I've just seen too much. You've just, once you've seen the whole thing, it's like, oh my God, you know, it was all an invention. And also once you're loved for just being who you are, you're just looking to live in that stasis of alignment with yourself. It doesn't require struggle. There's no struggle. And I've never known that. Like I've never known, like you know, the unequivocal, "This is who I am," or unequivocal mission or unequivocal truth. I've never known that. I've known mission and panic and struggle. And constantly over a sand pit where I'm going to drown. Yes, I've known that. I've known what that struggle and that trying to kind of keep building a sandcastle at the shore of the ocean. I know what that feels like. I've done it. But that mechanism, that power is just gone. All that, you know, switching is over. And so now I'm just adrift. Um, and surrendered to the medicine and that's a whole new being it's the being of your authenticity it's the acceptance of who you are it's the yeah the place of not inventing anyone and not being ruled by the dark so it's a brand new place of surrender, which is scary. I don't, you know, I have no idea. And I don't have any way to switch on the past anymore. I don't have any, because it's just, it's so evil. There's no returning there, although parts of you go, well, look, you know, I know that. I know what that looks like. It's a switching off of everything. And the connection to love. And remember, I grew up in somebody mocking love, like you were weak if you were emotional, you were weak if you needed to be loved, you were weak if you were upset. I was he was evil beyond measure, evil beyond measure, so now it's like I you know you're softened, you're completely softened you you're sweet, you're tender you're willing to be vulnerable and to accept all of you, you know, in the same way um, a mother loves its little child, you know, it's it protects it, it coos it, you know, it's, that's, that's what it feels like, it's like this, you know, I can be the reborn child in a way, right, and I don't have to be pretend strong and pretend for all that evil. It was all He just wiped it all out. Nah, you know, you're wrong to cry. You're a child. Don't cry. You know, it was awful. Beat the shit out of us, you know, for feeling. It was horrible. So it's like this new, you know, this mother that's shown up that is there. It's fierce. It's fierce and loving. And... It's okay to be whatever the divinity it is that you you showed up as originally before you were stolen. And that's completely new. I've never known what it is to be around a loving, supportive, caring energy. Yeah. You know, I don't quite know how to trust it, right? I don't quite... And I have to. That's it. That's all there is now. And... It is like just being on the other side of darkness. And she showed me in ceremony. I was like, you know, very clearly in this, you know, this double split screen where I was in pure black and then I was with the Indians. So there is a returning home and I do not think the stages ever stop. I just realize that this was a stage and the next stage is whatever it's gonna be. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know. Where it's going to take me. It's like you're you're left, you know, on the energy. It's like being in the ocean. You're going to go when you go. You know, return to this magnificent mother nature, whatever you want to call it. When you surrender to the flow of life, you're just like a little paper boat on it, and you know you're protected and loved and taken care of, and and it's learning how to trust that again. It's I think it, I keep thinking about it like this little dog at the back of a cat, and I even saw myself in a closet just curled up, terrified, and from the abuse. What a horrible human being! I just thinking about that. But anyway, um, like a little dog, you know, that's been beaten up. It's just sitting there in the cage by itself, trembling. And he laughed at us when we did It was awful. You know, he just mocked us when we. It's terrified, he's a horrible human being. So, you know, when that little dog, you know, somebody comes up to it, it feels like it's gonna hurt it, right? It's just like it's terrified, it's trembling. So, that's the surrender. The trusting is that the universe is here to heal you. You're not gonna be hurt again. You don't need the defense mechanisms. You don't need the pretend person to cover up the little child that's in the closet, terrified. I don't need any of the defense mechanisms. I can show up as I am, feel what I feel. And the universe is here to protect and love and um, embrace and support you. That is a whole new place that I have no idea what that looks like. But again, it's the trusting, and, and that's the next... Stage of allowing yourself to arrive with all your divinity with all your purity, with all your love, and to be connected to love um, and to be in the unknown, you know supposedly that was my family that I grew up with that wasn't that was fucking dungeon of evil, so you have to you know. All your defenses are blown away. Once you finally relive the trauma, it's like by that time your defenses have been pummeled into oblivion. There's nothing left of you, of the past. There's no person of that past left. You know, that big ideology and convincing that you were wrong and they were right, is over. That you were wrong to feel, you were wrong to cry, you were wrong to not accept this horror piece of evil now here you are you're undefended you're at the mercy of this great universe you're in the arms of it you're she's basically saying you don't need any defense mechanisms You don't, there is no more evil here that's going to hurt you and you have to learn how to trust that Right, you to trust the world again, trust. And so this new phase of sitting and ceremony is the phase of healing all of that, of being put back together like Humpty Dumpty, of learning to walk again, to be safe again, to strengthen the divinity that was never blossomed, to grow whatever it was that got wiped out. And it's new and unknown and, you know, the reason you built defense mechanisms is because you were terrified because there was nothing on that landscape but evil. That's what you learned to live with. And now it's, okay, I'm completely open and surrendered and connected. And every day is a strengthening of that connection and an alignment with your soul and your divinity and your heart. It doesn't have to be defended. It doesn't have to be hidden. It doesn't have to be buried. You know, you can finally show up. And your strength is in that divinity. Your strength is in that person that was, before it was stolen or injured or traumatized or whatever it is that happened to you. It's a very new place and uh, you know, Scary, but it's a nest. This is like the next test of your courage. You know, you have the courage to slay the dragon, to face the trauma. You now have to have the courage to reconnect to yourself. And that in itself is its own journey. And I think that's one of the things also about this whole path is it's happening on nature's time, not your time, not your schedule, not your timetable. It's happening as nature guides you back and repositions you in the whole scheme of the universe back to your original place before you were injured. It's, a, it's, a, it's so funny because the first, it's amazing when you, I think back in the ceremonies, and the first ayahuasca ceremony, she literally showed me You know, before, it's like being one with the universe as a bird, just, you know, safe and happy and loving and connected. And the next one was, I was disconnected, I'd been abused. So, Yeah, you know, she gives you the treatment plan from the beginning. You don't know it because you're captured. But, you know, as, as you go through these different stages, so everything falls back into place. The idea of the medicine is to make you whole make you whole, return you home, reconnect you to divinity. And you have to learn how to trust that again. And that's an unknown. Like, when you have a monster, you know what the monster looks like, you know what the monster needs, you know um, how to survive, I mean, you're paralyzed, but you're surviving trauma. Afterwards, it's like, I have no idea how the universe works, or I've never had experience being at one with it. And that's a new... Learning is being at one with everything, being safe in the world, being protected, aligning with your truth, being open, being emotional, being vulnerable, and knowing that that's okay, that the world is there to hold, embrace, and support you. Yeah, so it doesn't end. It never ends. There's always some other, you know, something is captured, you know, the prison guard has been taken away, the monster, you've been released and now you have to learn how to live aligned with the truth of who you are, something I've never known with your truth. It's a never-ending adventure. Bye!